Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be talking about HBO Max's The Garcias. We are joined today by creator, showrunner, and executive producer Jeff Valdez, as well as actors reprising their characters from the original, Jeffrey Lycon and Bobby Gonzalez. And um, Jeff, I wanted to start by talking about your journey into rebooting the show because you had been working to get the rights back from the series for several years. So this isn't something that just came about in the last couple of years. It sounds like this has been kind of over a decade in the works almost. And with the fact that it took several years to get to this point of rebooting, were there different ways in which you started to think about where these characters would be along the way? Because obviously five years ago, maybe they would have been in a different place to where they are now when you finally got the opportunity to recreate it and to revisit them. Yeah. Uh, and, and re, uh, you know, the, the length of time it took to get the show, I told somebody today, I said, do you realize I could have gotten a doctorate in that amount of time? Um, granted, it wasn't every day I was doing it like you would for a doctor, but 10 years is a long time, seven years of, of begging and screaming, and then, you know, three years of getting it sold and making it. Um, so, uh, you know, and all along, I was always thinking about where would they evolve to, but what really happened is once I got the rights back from Viacom, um, then I, 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 people within my inner circle in, in the company, several people said, no, you should just recast George and you know, you know, and, and Carlos and, and uh, Lorena, the kids just get new kids. Right. And, uh, and I'm still upset about when they changed Darren on Bewitched and I'm still bothered by the new Batman. I like the old Batman before. Um, and, and, and so I was like, that doesn't feel right. So we went on, um, on YouTube where our show, the original brothers Garcia is pirated. And I, I started talking to the fans on the pirated shows, which I probably shouldn't have done, but they were helpful. I said, what do you want? Do you want to see new kids or do you want to see the old, the original kids growing up? And it was overwhelming. I think there was one person said, get new kids. And 99.99% said, you know, well, let's see what happened to them. How did they grow? And then, then I really, once I got that, you know, it, it, the idea was changing the dynamic as Hollywood makes content that looks for an audience. I looked for the audience and said, what is it you want, right? And, and so this really was made for them. And, and that helped shape who all the characters were because everybody wanted to know, did, you know, uh, Larry, did he become an astronaut? You know, what happened with George's tech? You know, did Carlos's ego get the best of him? You know, uh, th those are all, all things that people wanted. Did Lorena become a novella star, right? And that was the fun part uh, of doing it. And sorry, my, my computer just dinged and I didn't know how to turn it off, so. I love hearing the, the, the genesis of that and, and kind of leads me into for you, Jeffrey and Bobby, it's such a, an amazing opportunity as actors to get to come back to a character after this much time has passed. And so it's very different to developing a character from scratch. You have that history, but again, there's so much space and time to, to bridge and, and fill in. So when you first got Jeff's scripts and, and the ideation of where they were at in life, what was the entry point in terms of character redevelopment almost for both of you? Um, well, I was going to say even before that process happened, it was really cool to, uh, to get those phone calls from Jeff Valdez, uh, you know, throughout the, that seven to 10 year process and, you know, our lives as, you know, Carlos and, and George Garcia were changing, you know, almost every conversation that we were having with him on the phone too. You know, at one point I wasn't married at one point I was married. I only had one kid. Now I have two, you know what I mean? So uh, that creative process was going on for sure inside Jeff Valdez's head, you know, the whole time, but uh, now that we had, you know, a, a solid foundation as far as um, 
where our characters were uh, in this new in this new show. Um, yeah, we just started connecting the dots, and um, honestly, the characters that well, Carlos that that I play, Carlos Garcia, he's so he's so much of me. You know, I was 14 when I started uh, playing him and almost 18 when I stopped. So those are very like critical, you know, important years of your, you know, growing up period. And um, and yeah, I just I, I it came very, very naturally and and easily for me. But um, what about you, Bobby? Uh, well, I, I first want to say I had no idea that my job was uh, held in the balance of YouTube comments before today. So uh -huh. very grateful to all those people on YouTube for uh, telling you to keep the same cast, Jeff. Uh, I, I feel similarly to, to, to Jeffrey in some ways as far as the character was very similar to me. I feel like when I was a kid. And coming back to it, I think what was different that I need to figure out were the relationships specifically with my wife and daughter, because I'm not married, nor have I ever been married, and I don't think I have any kids. So Same. I had to, yeah, I had to figure out what that was like. And um, I mean, luckily, I, the amazing Nitya Chama and Maeve Garai are such amazing actors that are willing to collaborate and, and play and learn. And so I kind of speaking to Nietzsche, I just, I just want to support her in everything that she does and, and help her out with anything that she, that, that she's doing. And I was like, maybe that's what being a husband's like. I don't know, but this is something at least I can latch on to and, and work with. And with Maeve, as soon as I met her and she's the, just this bundle of talent that is, is just trying to, to learn everything that she can. And she, she wanted to learn about comedy. So she'd come up, come up to me and we'd try and work on bits and stuff. And I got very protective of her. And I was like, okay, maybe that's what it feels like to be a father. I don't know, but I can latch onto this and, and work with it. And that's, that's how, I, I, that's how I, I started to work on the character and, and develop it to where George is now. So, so you know, I, they don't, I, I watch them on the set. I, I have eyes on everything. And, and they really were like dads on the set. I mean, they, they would be holding hands with their wives when they weren't on camera. I mean, it was, it was so adorable to see just that connectivity. And like when we get together at the house for pizza wine parties, we, we do often. And, uh, you know, and there's, there really is a, a, a real family that's been built here. It's not just a show. And as I told everybody, it's, it's like, we, I always like to think of it as like a turkey at Thanksgiving. We bake this turkey. And we can't just keep it to ourselves anymore. We got to put it on the table and it's no longer our turkey. It's now for everybody to enjoy. I mean, sorry. I, I love turkey. Just wanted to <laughs> Maybe turkey is a bad word. Maybe the ham or a Chateaubriand, something like that. Uh, I, I don't know what that last one is, but it sounds delicious. I mean, and in talking about the new cast members as well, you know, it's it's an interesting space for them as well to come into a show with the fact that you've already lived with these characters that, you know, you have kind of a shorthand and, an, and a dynamic with one another that, that was pre-existing as well. And so for all three of you, what were the things that you felt were the most important to share with the new cast members, to share with crew members who were coming into working on the show on the first time in terms of, of not just about what the show was, but what it was going to be and, and what that dynamic and creative process tends to be amongst everybody in the way that you approach making the series? Well, mine was tell your agents to calm down. So uh, go ahead, Bobby and Jeffrey. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, you didn't have to tell my agent to calm down. So I, I didn't have one. I have an agent. Uh, I don't, don't have one. 
Uh, it's great. I got to keep all of my money. I, I, what actor can say that? Uh, I mean, I, I think I touched on it a little bit, but as far as Maeve wanted to, uh, again, very talented little actor. She just thought of this in, in her. She just thought of this herself. She wanted to take aspects of Nitzia, who plays Anna, my wife, and aspects of me, and she wanted to put it together. And she's like, okay, that's who Victoria is. So for me, she came and she was like, okay, you're really goofy. You're like an idiot. Like, how do show me how to do more of that? And as we kept filming, she added like more and more of it. And until that, like when it when it fit the the character when it fit the plot that I would just I could see myself in 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 some of her like bits and like the the way that she like did some of her jokes it was kind of surreal I guess it's the way the parents feel um, and with Nietzsche and I I think what was something that we really just worked on was she spends a lot of the season telling me I'm not Mexican and we're kind of uh, not at odds but she's being brutally honest for a lot of the season. So we wanted to make sure that there was still a lot of love there because there is love in our family. And I think that's what we worked on the most. She knows that I'm going to be a goofball. And so she needs to put me right. But with love, even if it sounds mean, there's still love. Yeah. And I, I know, the, um, I think you guys were talking about the uh, audition process before I, I got in this room in the Zoom call. But um, I think that helped tremendously as far as just, you know, kicking things off with a, a little bit of chemistry and a little bit of, um, you know, just read, I mean, reading with each, I've never been a part of a process like that. And I genuinely think that it was one of the biggest, you know, help helpers as far as um, like getting everything off on the right foot, you know? Yeah. And and I'm, I, by the way, in the audition process, my, my son who's graduating from Notre Dame May 15th, which actually Jeffrey and, and, and Vanessa used to babysit him when he, when we, on the original Garcia's and now he's graduating from Notre Dame. It's crazy. And, uh, um, and he, and he reminded me that there were a couple of characters there for sure. Maybe he was, he pushed really hard for maybe he said, you need someone. And he convinced me too. at the, at the end of the day, when I had to make the decision it was between her and another person or oh, between Maeve and Oliver, uh, those two characters. Cause there was a kid that was very bigger, kind of Oliver really animated kind of kid. And he said, no, no, that's, he's too, too big. You got to ground him more. Somebody like Oliver and Maeve, she has to be able to stand up to Nietzsche because Nietzsche is very strong. And, 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 and Maeve, she, he said, Maeve's the only person that could stand up to her. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, that weighed into the decision too. So anybody who tells you that, you know, that there aren't people all the way through the process behind the scenes helping in the decision. And, and one of the last things I will say too, is one of the things I told the casting director, Blanca, who did an amazing job after a while, when we were first auditioning, I said, I don't want to see anybody's resumes. I don't want to, I can't buy a resume because what happens is Hollywood. Part of the reason we don't have diversity here is you buy resumes. You're in a hurry. You got to get stuff done quick. So you just look at the resume. And, and part of the problem is when you've got some a young person coming in to read for a role and their only experience is gang member, number three, gang member, number five, gang member, number 14, you know, it's, it's an unfair disadvantage to them coming into the room to audition. So I would just say, let's, let's, you know, let's make a decision based on their talent right here and now. And in talking about the audition process a little bit more, you know, Jeff, you've, you've spoken about how you actually really loved doing it all virtually and doing it over Zoom because it's that idea of you're seeing someone on screen and you're seeing how they will read on camera in a different way that you do in the room. And what was what was kind of the turning point for you where you actually realized that was a really beneficial scenario and a way to be casting for the reboot? Oh, and I could just know that I'm sitting in, in a pair of shorts 
with my coffee on my side. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is so much easier than sitting in a room uh, going back and forth. Although one th great thing about in the original Brothers Garcia, uh, um, Maureen McCormick who played Marsha Brady uh, uh, in the live process, there was a scene where she had to kiss her husband and the scene I was reading across from her and she kissed me. So uh, <laughs> Marsha Brady. So that part, you know, I was, was kind of, it was kind of one of those bragging rights things, but no, the, the, when, it, when it became apparent to me about the casting was just when I could pull the cast into it when I could just make calls and say, Hey, we've got so-and-so. And then the other great thing is that we can, then we, we, you know, we uh, pranked everybody uh, to, you know, when we knew who was getting the role and we said, Oh, well, it didn't record. Can you come back and read the scene one more time? You know? And, and I think that was like such a, a, a magic moment because then you get so many people don't know what it's like for an actor to go through audition after audition after and call back and and then to see that they actually got it their the fate their faces were were precious and bobby and jeffrey at, at that point as well you also got the opportunity to do chemistry reads with with the new cast members with the cast that were coming in to play your family members especially um you know, and it sounds like some of that was was reading off the script, but also that some of it was ad-libbing and really kind of playing around with the dynamic. And how did that really help when it came to shooting your first scenes together as, as families with this extensive history, given that you'd already had a little bit of a dynamic of, of playing around with scenes, emotional beats and moments just to really kind of feel out how everybody was going to work and how they were going to approach their characters even before you started shooting? Bobby? Okay, yeah. Uh... I mean, it, I, I still remember uh, very vividly when we were doing the chemistry reads and when Nitya came into the room and we had read with several talented women. They were all, I mean, all amazing comedians, all amazing actors. And then Nitya came in and I was no longer acting out the scene. I was just reacting to everything that she was doing. And she was giving me the runaround and had took complete control of, of the scene and it was done and she like left the room and we we're happy and I just I remember I looked at Jeff I'm like so it was, it's her right because that that was that that was so different and I, I never really understood what what the it factor was and I think it is one of those things where you just kind of have to, to to see it and with Nizia, it that's just kind of what happened I mean we had a whole bunch of people that came in and it was like okay good 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 and then Nizia came and it's like well this was completely different and so when Nizia and I met in person I think it was just, honestly, it just took a conversation. It just took a conversation for us to really just talk about, you know, where our characters were at, you know, that the, keep going back to that thing, just making sure that the love is always there. And we ran through the scene and I, again, she just took complete control of that every single time. And then I remember Jeff Valdez specifically told me, he's like, look, Bobby, I know with your comedy, you always want to go high and you're always going to want to be at, at, at a 10 or whatever. Um, I'm paraphrasing Jeff. I'm sorry. I'm sure no, you I, can I remember that conversation though. So I, cause, cause Bobby has a tendency to go big and Nizia goes very big. And I said, you can't go with her. You're going to be tempted to, I said, you got to be the guy holding the kite down, right? You can't let her fly up in the air, man. Cause she's going to go. And, and, and my mission with her over the course of the time, will get that, you know, that she lands it. It's gotta be, it's gotta be grounded, but you've got to stay really grounded in your character because if you go with her, the scene's going to spiral out of control. Yeah. And, and, he, and he took that advice and it made the dynamic, the chemistry of the two of them really, really work. The, the thing that I think Elsha, um, Elsha Kim and I decided on early, especially having, you know, two, two kids 
was uh, focusing on them for the for the week that we the first week that we got to Mexico because we didn't really have a lot going on other than like maybe some fittings and some uh, table reads and stuff like that. So we would, you know, just make it a point to, you know, hang out with them, go eat with them, go to the pool with them, go just spend as much time with them as possible, basically. And, um, and it was great just because we were inside this little bubble, like in Mexico. So, I mean, the setting couldn't have been more perfect for, for us to, you know, build those relationships like right off the bat. And, um, and yeah, we just got, super super lucky super fortunate with uh with the actors all of them that we got um as far as like the new cast goes they're they're just incredible and jeff one of the things i actually wanted to ask you about in terms of the writing of the show is you know now that now that the family has expanded even further and you you have all these characters you know just looking at the poster behind you that's that's a lot of characters to write for episode to episode and obviously each episode there's different characters that are a little bit more at the foreground depending on the narrative but yet you're still always servicing every single character within the episode and i was interested in hearing a little bit about structurally how you approach that in writing the scripts and making sure that you're always giving each character space within these episodes well, first of all, when I started, um, you know, this should be the, the Bible of this show should be an architectural digest because it really was a lot of architecture that had to happen uh, leading up to this. Because here I'm sitting there going, I've got 13 characters. How do I service all of them? And, and also I want to be, you know, what happens too often in, in a half hour show, the kids are just props in the background. And I wanted them to have real meaningful uh, uh, stories. So arcing out 13 characters was really a challenge. Uh, and, and so when I wrote that out in the Bible and then the writers, the writers in the writer's room just carried it to, you know, yet another level. They did an outstanding job. Joy Gutierrez, who was our head writer and, and, uh, and the rest of the crew, they were absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, and, and it was, uh, if you, when you see all the episodes, there's literally, everybody's got their moment to shine and, and they, you know, and the, the conflict between the brothers that hasn't even started yet. You're going to see in an episode of conflict that breaks out, just to, to tease it a little bit. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, again, it, it was just really, really challenging. And, and on top of that, I have five Easter eggs in the show. So uh, stealing a book from Norman Lear's playbook, a page from Norman Lear's playbook, we have five different shows within the show. So now if you go on to the New NewCadenceProductions.com, uh, New uh, you'll see on the sizzle reel all the new shows that we're taking out that are spinoffs of it. I don't know spinoffs, but they were embedded in the show. So when we go pitch, we've got a, you know, a sizzle reel that was shot in 4K with real acting and well lit, as opposed to going, hey, here's an idea for a show about Connor Rascon. Like Connor Rascon is really going to be, you know, this despicable news guy, kind of a, a Ron Burgundy. And then uh, uh, Surviving Paradise, which is in episode nine, we've got probably a 10 minute sizzle reel of that, but it's part of an episode. So that adding to the architecture, we added in all these Easter eggs and, um, you know, very proud of all that, that, that structural it, thinking in advance. And, and by the way, and we wrote this in a record amount of time, we cast it in a record amount of time. You know, when I say we were flying without a net would be the understatement of my life because, you know, the actors, most of them hadn't, the originals hadn't acted in 17 years. And then the new ones had never been in a half hour show. The writers, some of them hadn't written on a half hour show in 17 years. Mm -hmm. Some of them had never written on a show. The directors almost, except one, I hadn't directed in 17 years. I mean, everybody all went off to do other things. And then we came back and I realized, you know what? 
when people are passionate and they have, the, and, and you have a clear mission, you know, everybody was on the same mission. So, you know, so, so it, it works because we were all on the same mission. It wasn't a bunch of people with different agendas. And you can see that I believe in the show. Absolutely. And, and with the fact that Jeff was bringing up conflict between the brothers, Bobby and Jeffrey, I wanted to talk a little bit about conflict between the brothers, because obviously that was part of the original show, but the stakes were very different because when you're a teenager, the stakes feel very high, but they're not necessarily very high in actuality. Yeah. Whereas now that they're adults, the stakes are very different. They are actually high, you know, having the two of them look at going into business together, that's really high stakes for both of them. And so there's a lot of different emotions that come to the surface for them. And so how did you approach this new space of figuring out how that conflict would play out between them as brothers when it does exist, particularly as they go into a business relationship as well as a familial relationship in the series? Yeah, I mean, I think throughout the throughout the 10 episodes, we we do have, you know, smaller conflicts um, that are fun and, you know, we can goof around kind of with them. But um, the obvious like bigger ones uh, when it comes to, you know, the company that Bobby has that George has started and uh, that Carlos works for and whatnot. And I mean, we have families now we have, you know, we have to think about, you know, providing for these families and and making, you know, a, a a livelihood out of out of these uh this company that he has started so um yeah the stakes are higher and i feel like things things are appropriately serious w- like when they need to be you know and and um and i think the two characters i mean on and off screen we just we really do care about each other and and love each other and and no matter what you know if, if he was going through something, I would have his back. And, and I just think that the brothers on the show are, are extremely similar and, um, and, you know, no matter what, I mean, we can get on each other's nerves sometimes, but, but at the end of the day, I mean, I love him. And, um, and I think that it, it translates. Uh, I think similar to the original series, all the conflicts that we would have between, you know, the brothers or with Lorena, they were always opportunities for growth. Our characters were never stagnant. We were always growing in some way because we're making mistakes that we needed to learn from. And I think with our characters, I'm just gonna speak for George for a second. George being older and having grown a lot, I don't think, I think he's gotten a little hard headed that he doesn't believe in growth as much in his brother. And I think that that is what's causing a lot of problems uh, throughout the series. And I, I mean, the way I approached it is I have done so much to get to where I am. I'm right until you can prove to me that I'm wrong. And it's, uh, and, and I mean, that's, and then there's plenty of opportunities for it. Even in the first three episodes that have already come out, my wife lays me out several times. And even a, a 10 year old kid uh, shows me how I'm wrong. And when I'm wrong, I will admit that I'm wrong, but I, it's gotta be proven. Um, it's kind of funny having watched, uh, the episodes with my mom, she keeps taking Carlos's side and everything. And I'm like, no, mom, mom, he wasn't at the meeting. And he's like, I know, but you, did you have to be like that with him? I'm like, yes, he wasn't at the meeting. Like, of course, how am I supposed to trust him? She's like, I bought a seat That's just, uh, yeah. His mother does love me though. She really does. By the way, one of the things I will tell you, uh, Mara, uh, you know, Bobby was was right. Had been writing and submitting scripts before we ever even went to do the show, and he wanted to be in the writers' room. And I applaud that. I was a very, uh, you know, very great thing that he was doing. And but you know, I told him, I said, Bobby, I want you to do something. I want you to focus only on the acting. 
because you could probably do both, but I think you, you need to do one of, it's been a while since you've done, you've never been in a writer's room and the acting, it's been a few years. So if you focus on the acting, you're going to score. And, and he focused on the acting and he scored. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad uh, that he's doing that. So, you know, season two, maybe season three, we'll start easing him towards the writers. What, what was that? I didn't, I think, I think it cut we, out need somebody, we need somebody to get coffee for us. So. <laughs> I mean, Jeff, also in terms of, of the writing of the conflict, you know, it, it comes from a lot of different spaces as well for you in that regard. And even then you have the ability to play around intergenerationally in a different way. You know, it's like we have a grandfather learning a lesson from one of his grandkids, you know, and there's conflict in different spaces and in different stakes in different ways amongst all of the ensemble dynamic. And so has that felt very similar to the way that, the way that you were writing on the Brothers Garcia or has it felt a little bit different in how you're shaping it this time around? Well, in the original Brothers Garcia, a lot of the, the characters and, and stories, quite frankly, um, came from my original family that I grew up with. And a lot of the stuff now you know, my wife, when we were watching the premiere, she leaned over to me. She goes, oh, my God, I feel like I'm watching our life play out on the screen. Because like the birthday thing, that's what we do in, in the Valdez house. Every time it's your birthday, you get balloons and a cake and we do mordida, you know, and, and a lot of the things are really from our, uh, you know, our, our own personal life. And I have two sons, you know, and I've seen the conflict between the two of them. So a lot of those stories really come internally here. And um Although I have to say, you should ask Jeffrey and Bobby about their day at this, their day inside of a cenote. That was a that was an interesting day for them. Have you seen that scene yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, oh, spent, okay. they spent a many many hours in the. It was brutal heat, and they were shooting the scene when they were dumped in the cenote. Uh, and by the way, that in that scene, uh, you know, we have a thing called the Aha Comedy Festival, and uh, and and the point of it was to create a farm team to feed all the different things we want to do. And five comics from the original Ha Festival are now actors in the Garcias. Uh, one of them, Vanessa Gonzalez, who played uh, Mending Fences, the, the abrasive character Sid. And, and Sid's, uh, um, Sid's son, or Sid's partner, uh, Kit, are, are, I named them after two very dear friends of mine. Her name's Sid Bernard and, and, and Kit, Kit Foster Bernard. And Charlie is Kit's big brother. And Charlie Foster, his mother, is a famous Oscar-winning actress. And so it was Charlie's first acting job on a show. So he said, I don't want my mom to give me my first job. I want you to give it to me. And, and or I want anybody other than her. And I called him and I said, I want to be the one that gives you your first acting job. So, and he did a great job. But Bobby and, and Jeffrey had all day in a cenote. Yeah. Oh, I, I, honest, I think I can't. I can speak for Jeffrey here that the worst part wasn't filming. The worst part was the smell in our dressing rooms after we took a shower when we got back. I don't, I don't, I don't think we smelled it when we were there. But I think Vanessa walked into the room while we were just having lunch, and we're exhausted, and we're just like, I don't even know what we're eating, and we're just spooning it into our mouths. And she's like, "You guys can't eat in here. It smells terrible." And you're like, "Just leave us alone. It's fine. We'll get. We we're we're used to it." I just never realized like how much like upper just just strength it took just to stay still in water. Like it, you can't just, it's impossible actually. And we had built, we built a platform inside on the bottom of the cenote so they didn't have to just swim the whole time so they could stand up in between takes. But, and but we, we couldn't use it during the filming. Yeah. So we <laughs> tried to keep ourselves above water while we're filming. 
we had a scuba and acting at the same time. <laughs> right. We had a, a scuba diver in, under the water at all times, a whole safety team, you know, although it was, it was pretty shallow, Cenote, but, you know, we had to take all the precautions. I think the hug was the hardest part. Having to hug while keeping our heads above water, I think, was the most difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's, an, it's an emotional part, too. And, like, him and I are, like, crying and trying to hug each other. <laughs> we can't. I, it, 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 it turned out looking good, though. I'm, that, I, I, I was so worried. Yeah. yeah. I was they, so worried they, for, they that for that. They referenced Fender, Fender, Principal Fender in that. And Principal Fender in the original Brothers Garcia was played by George Lopez. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens played a character in the show. Uh, ba- back then, he was Little Bow Wow, uh, was on the show. Um, Ken Badgley. Uh, Kim Penn Badgley. Uh, uh, Mary, Mary Kay Hutchinson, I think was her name. Uh, uh, Brenda. Brenda Song. Brenda Song. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people uh, uh, started early in their careers on the Brothers Garcia. It's amazing. Well, it's been so wonderful to hear all of these details from, from filming the show and congratulations on everything with season one. Hopefully there's a, a season in two and season three for Bobby to get into the writer's room. And want to thank the three of you for, for sharing all of this and your time today. Thanks. You, thanks so much. Of thank, course, you. thank you. Appreciate it.